Hello, my name is Donna Miller, and this is the Vote Voiced Podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Vote Voiced Podcast today. Vote Voice is a 501c3 nonprofit. We're dedicated to getting out the vote. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can visit us at www.votevoiced.com. Now, today I'm going to be talking about the effective and respectful way to formulate a candidate question. We must learn how to effectively and respectfully formulate a candidate question. To be sure, if a question is effectively and with respect asked of a candidate, generally speaking, the current question, the deep personal question, and because questions change naturally with time, at that moment, the answer to your question will lead you to make an informed choice during every election. For example, during the 2018 midterms, the Western Wayne County branch of the NAACP, which I am a member and I am also the political engagement committee chair during our monthly meeting we had that candidate form and a nominee okay was asked one basic question okay and this particular person was running for office I won't say names I won't even say the party well I guess I can't help it because of the question this was a Republican okay Now, this basic question was formed in different ways many times, but as I look back, I realize that the question represented everyone's deep concern about the current issue of the Trump administration. And it was, do you support all of President Trump's policies? Now, this question was narrowed to ask, do you support the policy of family separation? And with a resounding yes, and the person was adamant, refused to change their mind, they could not be persuaded, it was clear that the person said yes. And it was clear to everyone in the meeting that he did not care about the plight of men, women, or children who were trying to immigrate to America. Although we may disagree, you and I, on immigration policy, no matter, most people will stand firmly to say that the way the Trump policy concept was enforced was unkind, and that's saying it politely. Now, at the time, I I didn't realize that the moment was pushing all of us 
to a deeper, more effective, and respectful formulating of our question. Now, we're learning, okay, all of us, that we must ask our questions in different ways. We're learning. We should know the candidate's party affiliation, and we should know the issues in our neighborhood, city, and state. We need to ask a question in different ways, especially if you do not feel the answer was adequate. For instance, here's a just a common question. Um, here is something that we are all concerned about, and that is, do you support the Affordable Care Act? It's a simple question. It is a straightforward question, or you would think so, right? But as we know, a politician will dance around a question that they do not want to answer. We must have an answer. And if we ask our question in a variety of ways, we may have an answer. And not having an answer is an answer too. Remember that. Another way to ask this question is, do you support health care for people with pre-existing conditions? Again, this is a seemingly straightforward question. We may need more than two ways to ask this question. So I want you to think about a third way you would ask a candidate if they are in favor of the Affordable Care Act. Second, in addition to asking a question in a diverse way, we should know the party affiliation. Why is this important? Your question can be directed towards a candidate. We can be guided by party affiliation in a productive way, such as the answer of a Green Party candidate to a question about their plans for the environment may be different than the answer to the same question by a known climate denier. So, if a candidate who claims to be a member of the Green Party gives us an obvious climate denier answer, we know we have a problem and we can vote accordingly. Now, sometimes a candidate will not attend a candidate forum. I have been to forums where the candidate bailed out without warning, complaining about a perceived hostile audience. This is an answer to a question. How are you going to work on both sides of the aisle? If you can't even attend a candidate forum, and ask and answer a few questions by different people. Most candidate forms have an audience that is diverse and, and people have concerns. And if you're not willing to come to a form and answer the question, maybe you don't have an answer. 
maybe you haven't thought clearly about the position you're trying to fill. Finally, you need to know the issues in your neighborhood, city, and state. Pre-pandemic, we would door-to-door canvas in our neighborhoods to ask what issue is important at this time. Now, we must use social media, phone banking, texting, and email because of the COVID. We must social distance and wear a mask. And there is a way to canvas using social distance methods. We can use Nextdoor.com. Now, Nextdoor allows a digital shared connection to a place we all share, our neighborhood. And I did ask a question in my neighborhood uh, next door online. And I had one comment and a few likes. And I found that this time, people were concerned about social justice reform. I thought they would say they were concerned about cleaning up the streets, garbage pickup or loud music. And I was surprised it was social justice reform. Now, before I conclude, I just want to say that it is important that we ask informative and respectful questions and that we have our candidates answer our questions. We must not we must not be afraid to answer a question and we need to stop the attitude that a question to a candidate might not be appropriate because we don't want to seem as if we're pushing the candidate. We need to know exactly how our candidates feel about our issues before we vote them in, not after we vote them in and then bombard them with the idea that we put you in office to do this particular thing. We need to make sure that our candidates know firsthand what we're expecting of them and what our issues are. Lastly, I just want to say that we elect presidents and the leaders of our government from day one. We decide who in 50 years will run for higher office. We must ask deeper questions with respect and determination to know what our elected officials think and how they feel about the issues. In this way, we can end the vicious cycle of shock that occurs during a hearing to confirm. Even the people confirming are blindsided with the truth of a person's character. We the people are the first panel of confirmation and we must take our roles seriously. Next, I want to talk about the Electoral College. 
If there are, are, are any petitions online, do Google uh, Electoral College petition and sign up so that we can go to a popular vote method. I think, and I've said this before, and I've, I've been saying it since the beginning of this um, podcast, that we need to have popular vote. We no longer need to have an electoral college because we are a country vastly populated. And the reason why everyone is saying that we still need the electoral college is because they are saying that with out the electoral college someone may not be fully represented and this i think it hold, no longer holds true that is my opinion now, I want to go back to a another ideal. Speaking again, once again, on our questions for our candidates. We need to be involved in every election. You can um, check with your city clerk's office when an upcoming election date or, or I should say it this way when there when the what is the date of the next upcoming elections let us begin as individuals to keep ourselves informed of upcoming elections. I think that is important. And also, too, we must continue to have a voting plan. I think that it is important that we have a plan, okay, so that we may be able to vote, okay, on every thing that comes up during our elections, okay? We must together work to increase registration and voting, okay? We must understand what is happening on our local, state, and federal levels, what type of legislation is happening, okay? We need to vote so that we can improve our educational services, our political um, system, and vote so that we can improve our economic 
status for all of us. Okay? We need to vote so that we can eliminate discriminatory legislation. We need to vote so we can improve the administration of justice and secure equal enforcement of the law for every American. That is what we need to do. So I know that we have um, issues, right? But we need to continue, no matter what has happened, uh, we have to acknowledge what happened on um, January 6th and the fact that five people died and um, that's not the way to uh, change anything. Violence never changes anything and thank God uh, we have a strong system that was able to bounce back and we must move on. We must continue to engage voters through social media, phone banks, texting. And as soon as we can, we need to return to canvassing. Okay? Um, we need to continue to teach voters how to ask the right questions of candidates. And we also need to attend town halls and political forums, okay, so that we may be able to ask our questions of our candidates effectively. We must not allow COVID to stop us from interacting. Thank God for Zoom, okay? Um, you know that we need to also, as voters, attend our city council meetings. And you can do this. Everyone should be having their city council meetings on Zoom. And it's one day, you know, COVID will be behind us. We, we, we have our vaccines. I know things aren't rolling out well now. But as soon as a new uh, administration comes in, we know that we will be able to have the vaccines. Things are going to um, get better. And um, uh, also, uh, I want to let you know that uh, join your local um NAACP, uh, League of Women Voters, um, see who is in your area. There's Indivisible. And get involved in the meetings. Join a committee. Uh, if you are in Michigan, I want you to join the... Uh, Western Wayne branch of the NAACP 
And I want you to join our committee. It's the Political Action Committee. And you can email the Western Wayne branch of the NAACP. I want to just tell you a little bit about our uh, branch. The Western Wayne County branch has an active voter engagement outreach effort. And it was started two years ago with a goal of 10,000 people. Um, The plan was to get pledge cards completed with contact information from 10,000 people. And that was halted. We weren't able to do it. We were only able to have 4,000 because of the COVID. In 2018, the Western Wayne branch of the NAACP started our street by street campaign and a select number of members agreed to begin building relationships with everyone on their street. Um, We have built partnerships, okay, with uh, Inkster, Delta Sigma Thai, Inkster, AKA, and Inkster Zeta Phi Belta. Uh, And they're all Wayne County members. Empowered Voices, Operation Refuge, Michigan Voices, ACLU, Visions of Youth. Uh, They partnership with Vote Voiced, which is um, the organization I represent. Telegram Newspaper, the Penn Enhancement Center, Ministerial Alliances in Inkster, Romulus, and the Down River Interdenominational Inkster Democratic Club and and Conference of Western Wayne. And every, all of us have been crucial in helping with the voter outreach. Uh, we have built relationships with the clerks for engagement in the cities of Dearborn, Inkster, Ecorse, River Rouge, Romulus, and Westland. Um, We have partnerships with churches and pastors, which include voter registration, absentee ballot requests, and weekly announcements about the importance of voting. Uh, We do participate in volunteer virtual phone banking and voter protection training, and the NAACP Western Wayne Branch hosts, uh, hosts numerous webinars. Now, we do utilize a non-contact text messaging, phone banking, and email messaging to reach people in our communities to encourage them to vote. And we do follow up on absentee ballot submissions during the COVID-19 Now, please become a member of the Western Wayne County branch of the NAACP. And um, you can reach us at uh, NAACPWWC at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. It's the Western Wayne County NAACP. We're on Twitter, the NAACP uh, Western Wayne County. Instagram is the NAACP, Western Wayne County. And 
you can become a member. You can use PayPal to do that. And um, or you can send it in through a uh, enrollment form. Now, not all, so so I'm working with Vote Voiced and with the Western Wayne NAACP. I'm so honored, honored to be the uh, political engagement chair at the Western Wayne branch of the NAACP. It's a position you have to be voted in into, and I'm just so honored that everyone has entrusted me to do that. I want to build up my committee for voter engagement activities at the Western Wayne branch of the NAACP. So join me if you're in Michigan, uh, if you live in um, one of these cities, the Western Wayne County branch of the NAACP represents Allen Park, Belleville, Brownstown, Canton, Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, Ecorse, Garden City, Inkster, Lincoln Park, Livonia, Melvindale, New Boston, Northville, Plymouth, Redford, River Rouge, Romulus, Sumter, Taylor, Van Bourne, Wayne, Westland, and Wyandotte. So join us if you live in any of these cities. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all of you here at Vote Voiced. I appreciate all of your support. I want you to visit at www.votevoice.com. We're getting started uh, on our um, issues for 2021. It's been a eventful, eventful, um, let's say eventful, <laughs> eventful beginning. Um, I guess, you know, we're learning to just hold on. And uh, no matter what happens, we're going to survive. We're going to get back to work. We're so proud of everyone in Washington that even when it looked like they were being knocked about, they got right back up. And that is so important. We are overcomers. We are knocked down, but we get back up. And so they they rose back up, they went back to work, and they completed what they had to do, even though it took them three in the morning. I am so enamored of the men and women in Washington who are supporting us and who protect our democracy. And that is so important. Listen, I want you to continue to listen to the podcast. Please leave me a message. I thank you very much. Um, Let me have your opinion, what you think of the Vote Voice podcast, what, what subjects you want me to cover. And I even welcome constructive criticism. Remember, we must be polite to each other. We must be kind to each other. 
We must respect each other's views. Remember, I want you to understand that your voice is your vote and your vote is your voice. Use it, okay? It does matter, okay? Uh, On the next podcast, we're going to go right back to the beginning and start talking about, as voters, what we need to do to get out the vote. And also, as voters, what you need to do to get yourself to the polls. We need to have a voting plan. We need to remind three people to vote. We need to help each other. This is Donna Miller. This is the Vote Voice podcast. And I thank you very much for listening. I want you to have a wonderful day. I want you to have a wonderful week. And we're going to have a fantastic 2020.